Godfrey's Gospel, according to Michael Godfrey. Thinking back to the day I met Martin McGuinness. Isn't it amazing how recalling something can trigger another set of memories? Last week, I referred to the time I visited the Bogside in Derry, with those memories being triggered by a simple joke circulating about the localised lockdown of Leash, Offaly and Kildare. In last week's piece, I also made reference to one of the chief negotiators of the ceasefire which eventually led to the Good Friday Agreement and peace in the north, the late Martin McGuinness of Sinn Féin. As we all know, another of those at the centre of bringing about the ceasefire and peace in the north was the late John Hume from Derry. I never had the pleasure of meeting the man, but after writing last week's piece, I got thinking back to the day I actually met Martin McGuinness in Bagnallstown. It was in the 1980s, and Sinn Féin were not riding high in the polls as they are today. They were very much on the fringes of the political scene in Ireland, had few local representatives and just one TD in the Dáil. Except for former politician Kieran Foley, who was a member of Carlow Town Council for Sinn Féin, there was no other representative at local level. While the national news was dominated by killings and bombings in the north, it was akin to out of sight, out of mind in the south. I can remember some people even asking why black flags were flying when Mr Foley and others put them on the side of a caravan in Barrick Street during the time of the hunger strikes. So you can imagine the numbers who attended a meeting of Sinn Féin in a room at the back of McGrath Hall in Bagnallstown around that time. In attendance were Jerry Adams and the late Martin McGuinness. As a local journalist, I was invited to attend a briefing after the meeting, the same as normal for any other leaders of a political party. The first thing I noticed different between this and other such meetings was the lack of fanfare. There had been a few posters erected. I had been invited and practically nothing else was mentioned about the event. On arrival, I did notice the presence of several special branch guardi, as they were called at the time. At first I wondered why, but later the reason became clear. They wanted to know who was in attendance and even went so far as to ask me. Naturally, I said I didn't know. All I was interested in was talking to the two men from the north. Much to my surprise, I found both to be very affable. They even had a sense of humour to one of the questions I asked. How many members do you have in this area? To which Martin McGuinness quipped, we have several in Port Leash. The Good Friday Agreement was a long way off at that time. In fact, if I had asked at that meeting about the chances of such an historic agreement ever getting across the line, I'm sure both men would have answered that it was highly unlikely. But history teaches us that the most unlikely of events often do come to pass, and a person who may have been perceived as one thing often turns out to be completely different. Martin McGuinness was a member of the Northern Assembly, a power-sharing mechanism which came into being in 1998 following the Good Friday Agreement. He was later elected Deputy First Minister, a position he held until its collapse in January 2017 due to policy disagreements. 
Martin McGuinness died in March of that year, and it wasn't until January of this year that the British and Irish governments agreed on a deal to restore devolved government in Northern Ireland.